there's a call that's ringing through the ages, reaching every heart that's been redeemed, to take the news to every tribe and nation, that they're saving grace for all who will believe. Will you? Good morning, Central Park Baptist Church. Good morning to you all. How are we doing this morning? We're doing okay? Amen and amen. Glad to see everyone here. If you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in singing hymn 105 as our opening hymn. Hymn 105 is our opening hymn, and then we'll have an opening word of prayer. Hymn 105. <laughs>
was an humble, twas in a humble manger that Jesus Christ was born. The God of all creation became a child that born. Go tell it all, tell it on the mountain. thank you for this beautiful day and it's time to come together lord we ask you to bless the preacher bless your word and bless your people lord holy spirit move in the hearts and change lives today we give you praise and glory to your son lord jesus christ amen amen and amen and if you're able to uh rest upon your feet continue to rest upon your feet we'd like for you to join us in singing hymn 87 hymn 87 angels we have heard on high hymn 87 him 87 
see him in the manger. See him in a manger lay. Jesus, Lord of heaven, earth. Mary, Joseph, manger a. With us sing our Savior's birth.
Amen and amen. If you're able to rest upon your feet again, we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 83, hymn 83, hymn 83. Hymn 83, are we there? Amen. It's in the Christmas section of the hymn, hymn 83. Sing along, our heart, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. second verse. Well, you're really going to love the third verse. Here we go. Ah, hell the hell, prince of peace, hell the son of righteousness, light and light to all he brings, risen healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory Church and you may be seated. We're glad that you're here today. 
We're glad that you chose Central Park Baptist Church to visit this morning. If you're a visitor here today, a first-time visitor, you've never been here before, you should have received a visitor card and a pen. If you did not receive a visitor card and a pen as a first-time visitor, if you'd raise your hand, our ushers will get you one right now. We're going to ask that you fill that visitor card out, and after the service, in the foyer, there's a big sign that says, Welcome. There's a desk in front of that, and I'll be standing behind that desk, and I have a gift bag for you to thank you for coming and visiting Central Park Baptist Church this morning. I hope everyone had a great uh, Thanksgiving day. Amen. But now it's time to get to work and preparing our hearts for the return of our Savior. Amen. Not just at his birth but for eternity. Amen. Amen. He's coming back. Preacher, you come. I'm glad y'all are here today. Look, I mean, I bet, uh, you know, for the folks that we have absent today, we have a lot that are out sick, but um, I'm thankful that you came and uh, made it anyway. I'm sick, but I got here anyway. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not sick. (laughs) Yeah, I know, because some of y'all thought, man, and I shook hands with him this morning. But, uh, but no, I'm glad that you're here. Please pray for those. We do have uh, a lot of folks that are sick, some that are just out of town, so please keep them in your prayer this week. Some are traveling, uh, so pray for those that will be traveling this week. Also, I want to, again, thank you for our visitors. Let them know that you're glad that they're yes, here today. Yes. Appreciate them coming. They could have went anywhere, yeah. but they chose to come to Central Park Amen. today, and so please let them know uh, that you're glad that they are here uh, well, you ready to have a good offering? Say amen. 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 I, I, we also put our, our uh, Christmas gifts for the Lord up here. We're going to start that uh, next week, and uh, uh, we'll uh, reveal the uh, gift and what it's going to be for this year. If you remember last year, it was for our, our bus, and uh, the Lord blessed. And, uh, man, it, that thing has just been a, a blessing already. We're going, we're going to get ready to, we're getting ready to go again in June for our VBS back to Grants, New Mexico. The dates are on the calendar out there in on the bulletin board. If you'd like to look at those, maybe uh, if you have to plan your vacation around those, so uh, please do that. But anyway, but please uh, uh, give as unto the Lord today. Uh, one thing that we don't want to do is slight God when it comes to our giving, because He said He'll give it back the same way we give it to Him. And uh, the same measure that ye meet, he said. So please, let me encourage you today and to give, and may God bless you as ye give. Dear Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for our folks that are in their faithfulness, Lord, today. Uh, God, we have many that are out sick. I lift them up in prayer and ask you, God, to be with them this morning. Uh, Lord, I pray, God, for this offering. I pray, God, for the gift and the giver. Help us, Lord, to be good stewards of it, God. And I pray... Uh, Lord, that you divide it, multiply it, add your hand of favor to it, Lord, and we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come.
you know, the Lord said he loves a cheerful giver. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I started to say I rest my case, but, I, but well, I was, you know, I like to watch the kids. We ought to give the way our kids do sometime. Yeah. Well, I watched one of the kids come up, put their offering plate in there. <laughs> and I told my hey. wife, I said, that's cheerful giving. Yeah. Yeah. What, what a great example of that. So anyway, I just thought I'd bring that to your attention. Go ahead. Hey. And amen. At this time, if you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in singing hymn 643. Hymn 643. I was going to say this was going to be our first uh, non-Christmas hymn of the morning, but all of our hymns are about Christ, are they not? Amen. amen. Hymn 643. And then... We'll have our children dismissed for junior church at the conclusion of this hymn. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day, day I will never forget. After I wandered in darkness away, Jesus my Savior I met. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend, he met the need of my heart. Down 
this time, fifth grade and under, fifth grade and under, you're now dismissed for junior church, fifth grade and under. The remainder of you, please briefly greet each other as we prepare for this morning's special. Next our hands, that upon my liberty. 
Psalm chapter 26. Psalm chapter 26. I'm going to piggyback off of Thanksgiving a little bit. Did everybody have a good Thanksgiving, by the way? Plenty of leftovers? Last year for about... uh, I don't care about them. Uh, Leftovers last year for about six months to a year. Well, if they do, just you have plenty of family that came over, just send it home with them, amen? Are y'all all all right this morning? Amen. Found your place in Psalm 26, say amen. uh, The psalmist David said, Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord. Therefore, I shall not slide. Examine me. O Lord, improve me. <clears throat> Try my reins and my heart. By the way, when you examine someone, that's that not that's just not looking on the outside, standing me looking. That's you're feeling of them. You're looking on the inside, the outside. I mean, you're really checking them over. And so David asked the Lord, "Examine me." Verse three: For thy loving kindness uh, is before mine eyes, and I have walked in thy truth. I have not sat with vain persons, neither will I go in with dissemblers. I have hated the congregation of evildoers. <clears throat> I will not sit with the wicked. I will wash mine hands in innocency, so will I compass thine altar, O Lord, that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. Gather not my soul with sinners, nor my life with bloody men, in whose hands is mischief, and their right hand is full of bribes. But as for me, I will walk in mine integrity. Redeem me, and be merciful unto me. My foot standeth in an even place, in the congregations will I bless the Lord. Father, help us, Lord, today. And I pray, God, as we come to the post side of thanksgiving lord that we will still be thankful god today as i come and and uh, preach about some things that i'm thankful for uh, god that's uh, that you've made me think about these last several days and so lord i pray that you'd help me to preach i need the strength lord from the holy spirit of god in my spirit to, to preach lord and to have the thought process to stay in the context of your word i also need the strength uh, Lord, that you give to this body, Lord, that I might stand and, and preach the word of God, Lord, the way you would have me to do it today. So, Lord, help me, Lord, this morning. Bless the reading of your word, and I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> you may be seated. In Psalm 25, David confessed his sins, and uh, David was a great sinner, but uh, I don't know that uh, of anyone who is not a sinner. Anybody here not like that? Well, I didn't think so. I was just checking. But David in this psalm talks about his righteousness. Now, understand that David did have righteousness. Okay? Y'all still with me? Say amen. I mean, if you're saved, you as David, you have perfect righteousness. I have perfect righteousness, not my own, 
but as 1 Corinthians 1 chapter 30 says, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Our righteousness is only through the Lord Jesus Christ who again is perfect in the eyes of Almighty God. And so when we get saved, we are clothed in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. So David, even though he was a sinner, even though he lived in sin, he did not continue living in sin. And David became a measuring rod for the kings that followed him. And now here in verse 26, we read a psalm that he penned. And we come to verse 7 there in chapter 26. And notice what it says. He said, that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. You know, it seems like we, uh, if we're not careful, our human nature tends to uh, focus on the negative. Right. Yeah. Amen? <clears throat> I mean, even, even in a week of thanksgiving. Yeah. Now, don't raise your hand, don't speak out, but how many of us, you know, we're a little negative about some things? Yeah. Right people didn't come over. The right people didn't go somewhere. The, the, the people that did come over, they stayed too long. They didn't take enough leftovers home with them kind of thing. Uh, but listen, but we ought to be thankful in everything about who we are as born-again children of God. Uh, we ought to say some, use the word was, in fact, in a lot of those things, and, and which that's what I want to talk about this morning is, is the word was. And, and I looked this up. <clears throat> if you have a computer, you can find these things out. The word was is used 4,545 times throughout the Bible. The word was, when you read of it, almost it, probably 100% of the time is used as a verb be from what I can find as past tense. Uh, was is the number nine rank word, the words most used in the English language. The word was. When I thought about this, I thought of the old American hymnal, hymn number 314. You know what song is on hymn number 314 in the all-American hymnal? Amazing Grace. It says, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once, oh, there's that word. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Listen, what a great word, amen. If we use it in the right right, uh, context and in the right way, that word can really mean a lot to you and I in our everyday lives. And that's what I want to show you right here in verse 7, some things about the word was and how we can be thankful for that word. First of all, I want you to notice that I am thankful I was lost. Amen. Amen. If you turn to Matthew chapter 18 and verse 11, the first time you see these two words together uh, in, in the New Testament is in Matthew chapter 18, verse 11, and it's the two words, was lost. You know, the Bible says in that verse, for the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. You see, the Lord, the only way you can get saved is to be lost. The only way you can be found is if, if, is if you were lost. 
Listen, the, the, this, this verse of Scripture is the Messiah's great statement of purpose. This is why he came to earth. He came for one purpose today, and that is to save the lost. You see, an essential element in understanding the redemptive plan of God is the truth that only those, listen, only those who come to him through Christ in childlike faith can enter into his kingdom. Only those whom the Lord humbles in complete dependence on him will become his children and thus become joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, I'm, I'm here, in fact, turn to Matthew chapter, eight, uh, uh, chapter 18 and look in verse 4, where, if you've already turned over there. Matthew chapter 18 and look back at verse 4. Let me turn over because I want to read these. Matthew chapter 18, verse 4 says, Whosoever therefore shall, here's that word, humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Listen, the only way we come to the Lord Jesus Christ, we can't come as a pride-filled individual and be saved. We must humble ourselves as a child and put our complete faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. Amen. Turn to Romans chapter 8 and verse 7. Let me give you another verse. Romans chapter 8 and verse 7, it says, Because the carnal mind, watch, we're talking about coming in childlike faith to the Lord. It says, uh, uh, what did I say, Romans chapter 8 verse 7? Yeah, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. You see, listen, we need to come to God with the right mind, with the right heart, in order for us to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as our, per, our personal Savior. That's why Paul points out to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 26 that the church does not include, watch, and you can turn over there, 1 Corinthians 1, verse 26 and 27 does not include many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God, watch, has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. You see, to the world it seems foolish uh, that God would send his only begotten son to die as a substitute for mankind. It is foolish for mankind to think that God would, listen, clothe himself in this flesh. Listen, it is foolish to the lost world today that, that the Lord Jesus Christ would allow wicked men to beat him with a cat of nine tails. That is completely foolish to them. But that's exactly why he came, to die on the cross for our sin, to save those which were lost. That word save here, it means to, watch, rescue from harm, to deliver from danger. Listen, I'm telling you, for lost people, they're in harm's way. Uh, they, they, they need to be rescued uh, from sin. Listen, I was, and I've told this story of one of the saddest things that I've experienced in my life. Uh, that I lived across the street with a young man I witnessed to, to him on a weekly basis and never trusted the Lord Jesus. A good young man, married to a nice young lady, had a baby, a little baby boy, pulled up. I, he wouldn't get saved. And one day he came by the church and, and asked me if I would pray for his family because his father or grandfather had passed away and and I called him by name, and I said, I would be glad to. I said, but listen, I, I want to pray for you. 
I said, I, 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 it's, it's in my heart that you trust Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And he, he sat in his truck and, and he listened to me as I presented the gospel to him again. And I don't even remember how many times. And, and I said, listen, you need to trust Christ. I said, if your grandfather was a saved man, you'll never be able to see him if you don't get saved. And, and he said, I, 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 I get it. But he said, preacher, I'm busy today. And and I don't have time. I said, listen, it'll only take a few minutes. It'll only give, if you'll just give me uh, uh, about two minutes of your time, you don't even have to get out of your truck. And he said, no, preacher. He said, I, but I, I, can't, I can't do it right now. He said, but I've got I've to go. I said, listen, I want to encourage you. You buckle your seatbelt. You don't run any lights. You don't leave too early. You check the train crossing. You be careful. Because if you go out into eternity without Christ, you will not go to heaven. Less than a week later, uh, he was in a boating accident, got knocked from his boat right here in Carrollton, sucked under a log and drowned. Took two days to find him. Unless that young man, between the time I talked to him and the time he was out on that riverbank with his little boy, unless he, unless he got saved during that span of time, he was not saved. Listen, you say, man, you think about that every day. And when I stand in, in the front of people just like this on Sundays, I think about him because I think about you. And I'll trust that you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Because listen... You're lost. You're headed for ruin. You're, you're headed uh, for destruction. You see, that, that word lost, it means to be ruined or, or destroyed. I'm here to let you know today that hell is a real place. And only lost people go there. But Jesus came to save that which was lost. He came to rescue you from harm. He came to rescue and to deliver you from danger. Sin has done a job on, on humanity. Yeah, it, it, it has devastated human beings. It's left people lost, sinners, marred, corrupted, evil, ruined, headed for damnation and a devil's hell. Listen, but you don't have to go there. Look in Romans. I'm gonna, I wasn't going to take time to read it, but I, I think it's important. Romans chapter 10, or excuse me, chapter 3 and verse 10. And look in verses, beginning in verse 10 through verse 18. It says, as it is written, there's none righteous, no, not one. There's none that understandeth. There's none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher with their tongues that have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Listen, you know what's happened? That's lost, folks. It says, now we know that 
what things soever the law saith, it seemed to them they are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Listen, I, I, I would encourage you to go and read the rest of that chapter. Listen, the only way people get saved today and go to heaven is through the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, because Jesus did come, he did die on the cross, and he did rise again the third day. Why did he do that? Because that's why he came, to save that which was lost. I'm thankful today I was lost. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, I'll get out of a minute. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, turn there. So I'm thankful I was lost, and I'm thankful that I was bound by sin. Galatians 5.1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. These Galatian people, they were about to get entangled again with the yoke of bondage. False teachers had come in and They were teaching that Christ had come to uh, not do away with the law, but to add his teachings to the law. I mean, that a person, and I'll just put this in, that a person was to approach God by circumcision or or baptism or church membership, those kinds of things, and that a person was still to observe the rituals of the Old Testament law. And, And it sounds familiar in every generation. In fact, you could take those three things right there and you could take the word Jewish off of it and you'd you'd find all three of those still even today. Uh, I mean, people are still trying to get into heaven today and become, uh, get ready to go to heaven through their own righteousness, but that's not not so. The Lord Jesus Christ fulfilled that. Listen, that verse says, "Stand, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty, watch, wherewith Christ hath made us free. And folks, I'm here to let you know sin binds you today. Uh, sin binds us to the things of this world and, and it will continue. Sin will keep you from being what God would have you to be. No matter what it might be and no matter how we might justify it today, listen, sin will bind you. It's like a ball and chain spiritually. Uh, does anybody ever fly kites anymore? Anybody ever fly? Man, I used to fly kites all the time. I'd make my own out of paper sacks. And then I'd go get some, uh, some material from my mother to make a tail for it. And then I'd do my best. If I didn't have any money, I'd go sell Coke bottles to go buy string. But I didn't buy just one. I bought two deals of string. Back then, you could get them. They were pretty good size, about that big around. And you get to the end of one, and I always tied the other one to it. Because I just wanted just to see how high it could fly. But every once in a while, you know what would happen? String a break. Yeah. And then you'd wind up chasing the kite. You see, now get this, I want you to see this. The freedom to fly was related to the string. Are y'all still with me? Say amen. amen. The very thing that held the kite to earth is what keeps it in the sky. Can I, I'm here to let you know our freedom today, our liberty, is related to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. Listen, the only way we're going to soar as a child of God is to be tied to him. 
You know, you try to do away with the Lord in anything that you do, I'm telling you, you'll come crashing right back down to this whole earth. Listen, there's no way that you can soar as a child of God and do it outside the will of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. And we can all say amen. And we've got to be careful how we conduct ourselves in this life. Why? Because the devil is out to destroy you as a child of God. He's out to try to get you bound by the things of this whole world. And we've got to be careful about that. You see, the world thinks that we are bound, that we are unable to fly. Oh, you Christian people, you church people, y'all just don't know how to have any fun. Really? Then you come spend some time with me a little while. I'm telling you, go out knocking doors a little bit. Now, that'll speed you up some. I'm telling you, listen... We've been set free by the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. John 8, 32 says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall do what? Make you free. Listen, well, the truth is that I know the truth. I've met him personally, listen, through the Holy Spirit of God. I have trusted in him as my Savior, Jesus Christ. And the truth, Jesus Christ, has set me free. Amen. The choir sings a song. Thank God I am free. Free, free from this world of sin. Amen. Listen, how did I get that? I was washed in the blood of Jesus. I've been born again. And then they say, hallelujah, amen. I'm thankful I was lost and I am thankful I was in the bondage of sin. Sin can't bind me unless I allow it, unless I break my ties with the Lord Jesus Christ and break my fellowship with him to do something over here. Listen, I'm just going to keep on soaring for the Lord. I'm thankful I was in the bondage of sin. I'm thankful I was friendless. You know, there's a story about a great Persian monarch who loved his people, and he did everything that he could to get to know them as as good as he could. So he would disguise himself in different disguises and he would go and mingle with them on a regular basis. And one day he decided that he would go down to the public baths and, and uh, he went in and saw the stairs and he went down the stairs and of course underneath the stairs there was a, what they called a fireman there that tended the furnaces of the baths and, and the king took what little coarse food he had down there and and when he went down, he noticed that the fireman was just seated there, lonely, no one there to talk to. He was, you know, the people just came in and took for granted that the baths were always warmed, and, and the fireman was always down there doing his job. And so the king just came in one day and spent a little time with him, and, and, um, and he enjoyed the time with the fireman so much that he, he began to do it on a daily basis. And after a while, it, the story goes that the fireman looked forward to this uh, poor a beggar man that would come down and visit with him and didn't have a clue that it was the king. And finally the fireman thought, man, he really befriended him. And he thought, man, he became a close friend and he loved him and he looked forward to meeting with him on a daily basis. And 
One day the king revealed his true identity to the fireman and he, and he was thinking, you know, <clears throat> when I do this, he's going to ask me for some gift or something. And, but the king was surprised by the fireman's response. The fireman looked at the king when he told him who he was and he said, you know, he said, you left your palace and your glory to sit with me in this dark place to eat of my coarse food and to share my joy and sorrows. On others you may bestow rich presents, but to me you have given yourself, and it only remains for me to pray that you never withdraw your gift of friendship. I am thankful today that the Lord Jesus Christ left his palace, set aside his glory to sit with me in this dark place. I'm thankful that he came to this world to eat with me this coarse food and to share with me not only my joy but my sorrow today. And I'm thankful today that he became a friend that stays closer than a brother. Amen. All through the Bible we read of those who the Bible says had a friend. Moses had Aaron, David had Jonathan and, and, and many others. But the point is we all need a friend and one described in Proverbs 17, 17 that says a friend loveth at all times. And folks, listen, child of God, Christian, listen, you need a friend today. But you need a friend, well, let me say that you need a friend, one, inside this church body. Yeah. Amen. You need a friend inside this church. Over the years, I've heard people tell me things like, Pastor, I just can't find a friend in the church. Well, let me give you the secret to finding a friend. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 24, it says, A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. Invite somebody over to your house. Take them out for lunch sometime. You don't have to go anywhere special. Take them to McDonald's. Do they still have a dollar menu over there? Well, take them somewhere. Listen, Proverbs 18, 24. Listen, God teaches us to have friends. You must show yourself friendly. And I want you to know, though, that the verse 18, or chapter 18, verse 24, it tells us, it says, there is a friend that stays closer than a brother. Amen. Well, I'm here to let you know God knew that I needed a friend. And so his son, Jesus Christ, presented himself on the cross of Calvary. And he died on the cross for me. And he said, I want to be your friend. Yeah. You know what he did? He showed himself friendly. Luke 17, 36, it tells us that Jesus Christ is a friend of sinners. We sing this song, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden? Cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou wilt find a solace there. Listen, I'm thankful I was friendless. Listen, if, if, if the Christian people would come to the place where we understand the world cares nothing 
about you. Right. Nothing. They care about you only for what you can do for them. Yep, because once you're done, they're done. Yep. But listen, there is a friend that comes, listen, thick or thin, hell or high water, he's there. Listen, a friend is someone who knows everything about you, and they're still your friend. Yeah, that's Jesus. You see, Jesus knew me. He knew me before I got saved. But he knew me after I got saved and I wandered away from him. He knew me what I acted like and he knew that I would do things and say things and act in a way that would dishonor him. He knew that I would say things that would hurt him deeply. He knew, listen, he knew that I would do all those things, but he was still my friend. And when I came to my senses and I came back, guess what? He was there. He was waiting on me. He came to this dark place, sat with me, Because he wanted to be my friend. He wants to be your friend. How you treating him? I'm thankful I was friendless. I'm thankful that I was homeless. See, in in this world, unlike a lot of people, I'm thankful that I've never had to say I'm homeless in the physical realm. But there was a time spiritually that I have had to say that I had no home. Yeah. Right. yeah. Second Corinthians 5, 6, it says, Therefore we are confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in this body, we are absent from the Lord. Yeah. Now, I know what this is talking about in this fleshly tabernacle, but I, I want to take a little liberty here, and, and I want you to listen to me. As a child of God, a born-again, baptized member of this church, I'm, I'm at home in this body. Amen. This, this local body of believers, this church is my church home. Yeah. And you know, if you all are here, say amen. amen. <clears throat> there are a lot of Christians today who roam the, lands, the landscape of churches and look for a home, a church home. They look over here, they look over there. Uh, and they look until they find a place, some, some do, until they find a place that agrees with what they think and what they believe. And they never really find a home. But I'm thankful I can call this church, Central Park Baptist Church, my church home. Yeah, what a great home. I really uh, appreciated Mrs. Zoe's testimony Tuesday. What a... What a blessing to me. What an encouragement. Because it talked about this, this body. Listen, what a great church body. Listen, a church body that cares about one another. Listen, be careful. Um, you know how fragile that is? Oh, extremely. More fragile than the most precious china that you could ever buy. Fragile. Listen, unity in the church is 
it may be as fragile as, as the grieving of the Holy Spirit. Listen, it, it's something that, that could go in a moment. Listen, be careful. This is our home. Yeah. You know, go, I've, I've got three daughters and a son, and growing up in my house, there was always drama. Oh, yeah. I know. You think, no, not in the preacher's house. Oh, in, they're kids. Just like your house. But sometimes you have to step up and say, hey, not in here. Cut that out. You know, I, I, can, I can remember seeing my family were sitting around, and we ought to get back to sitting around the table and eating again, by the way. You know, myself included. I mean, there used to be a time where you get around the table and, <clears throat> and you know, and everybody gets together. You know, I, 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 I watch a, a, an old show on TV, Blue Bloods. Yeah. And at the end of the show, they show them, they're all around the table. They all talk about their grievances. They all talk about this and that. And they voice their, their, dis, their grievances and their displeasures with, with things and one another. But you know one thing that they always come to the agreement with? They're, hey, wait a minute. This is still family. So we we got to you know be civil, care, and remember when we get up from here we're still family. Yeah, we need to remember that here. You know why this is our home. When we come here, we ought to be thankful to see somebody. Oh, there's Brother Shelton. I can't go over there. Oh, there's Marco. Don't get close to him. You follow me? If there's something going on keeps you that, that's making you do that, then you need to go straight to them and get that straight. Right. Why? Because this is our home. Yeah. That's right. Listen, God help Christians not to become homeless. Right. I'm thankful I was homeless. Look in John 14. I quote this often, but there's, an, there's another home. And we talked about how to get there in the very first part of the message. John chapter 14, and if you look in verses 1 through 6, we're talking about our heavenly home. It says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whether I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? And Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Listen, 2 Corinthians 5, 1, it says, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. That's my home. I have a house here, but that's not my home. No. Uh, my home's in heaven. The Lord's fixing it for me. I read an advertisement about heaven. It said, free, beautiful homes to be given away in a perfect city. 
100% pure water, free. No light bills, perpetual lighting, permanent pavement, nothing undesirable, everything new, perfect health, immunity from accidents, the best of society, beautiful music, and free transportation. Secure a contract today for the new Jerusalem. Yeah. The song says, Oh, someday, some glorious morning, I shall see him face to face. All because of God's amazing grace. I'm thankful that I was homeless. I'm thankful that I was friendless. I'm thankful that I was bound by sin. And I'm thankful most of all that I once was lost. Are you saved? If you're not, uh, if you're not saved, then you're friendless. Or you may have some acquaintances here, but you don't have a friend like I have. But I have a friend that said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. He said, come to me, whosoever shall call upon me, I'll give them eternal, everlasting life. He said, call on me, and I will be a friend that sticks closer than a brother. If you'll come, myself or someone down here will introduce you to my friend. Oh, what's his name? It's a name that's above every other name. His name's Jesus. He's here for you today if you'll just come. Father, help us. Strengthen us, Lord, today. I'm thankful, Lord, today for your goodness to me. Uh, God, you have been so good. I'm thankful, Lord, that you saved my soul, Lord, that you uh, reached down even in the quagmire of this old world and pulled me back and, Lord, set me on a solid foundation, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. And gave me purpose I'm thankful for that today I'm thankful that you're my friend I'm thankful for these people that are here today Lord God I don't know what they face this week but Lord we can't get through a week without facing something that this old world throws at us God we can be thankful that we have come to the foot of the Lord Jesus Christ and laid our burdens at your feet and left them there for that we can be thankful and we can be thankful that you have given us a peace that passes all understanding. Lord, please help us today. Maybe there's someone here that's not saved. God, I pray, Lord, that your dear Holy Spirit would move in their hearts. Speak to them, Lord, and they'll come this morning and trust Jesus as their Savior. Is this invitation, Lord. Speak to hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed and...